Hello, welcome to the Magical Girl's Guide to Life, a disgustingly girly podcast by a disgustingly girly adult. I'm joined here today by a super magical guest, a travel queen, <laughs> Royal. <laughs> hey, girl. Yes. I love so that talk. introduction. A travel oh, thank you. <laughs> Queen's recognition. You deserve. Yes. <laughs> so tell everybody about yourself, what you do, who you are, and where they can find you on the internet. Okay. I am Royal, and I... I recently started a travel company, so that's kind of like what I do now. And I run group trips um, for women specifically in Colombia because I've been living in Colombia for like almost seven years now. And you guys could find me on Instagram or really all social media uh, at Yup She Travels. So Y U P hey. She Travels. <laughs> I love that name. It's so cute. Thank it's you. Like, yup. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, that's right. <laughs> yeah. She does. So, you've been all around the world solo. Mm -hmm. Um, what kind of has what was the first place you went to and what inspired that first trip abroad? Oh, the first place. Um, you know, I think the first place I went to because I'm from Southern California was Mexico mm. when I was really young, maybe four years old. And going to Tijuana was it was like a whole new world, a different experience. Um, people speaking another language, uh, eating different foods, just everything looking differently. And that I think kind of inspired me to go, okay, like I want to see what else is out there. I kind of want to see, you know, what else is outside of California? Because at that time I'd never even been out of California. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so you've been open about ADHD and getting a late diagnosis on social yes. media. And <laughs> Um, and I love that you shared how sort of like it inspired your, um, what would you call it when you, when you do something off the cuff? Spontaneous. spontaneous. There we go. Yeah. Inspired your like spontaneous travel trips. Mm -hmm. So was like that trip, that first trip, do you think that that was like ADHD? Like I need to get dopamine. I need to go and I need to see new things and explore new things. So, um, I don't think as a child, I don't think I was that self-aware with it, but I would yeah. say the I could point, pinpoint like one of the first solo travels that I've done. Mm -hmm. I would say it was definitely related to that because it was college really. Mm -hmm. And college, I bombed, <laughs> completely bombed. Like I did really yeah. well in high school. I got good grades and then I bombed in college and I actually didn't really know I was to be like maybe depressed. Mm. And so the first time was like, I went to, I think New York for spring break because none of my friends had money. I barely had money. And it was just like, a looking back on it, it was like, a just, let me just do this. Let me just go. And I didn't realize that that excitement was probably this dopamine rush that I was yeah. packing and that I was searching for and just found like a really creative way or a really different way to get that fulfilled. So it was going to Brooklyn, staying in like a 20 person dorm. It was super yeah. cheap. It was like 12 bucks a night. And then just oh, like snap. that, it was so cheap. It, it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. So I, oh, dang. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've looked to try to go back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and that was the first time I was like, okay, well, this is cool. This is new. This is different. I think I like this. So let me make this maybe my thing. Hmm. You know, 
I've had similar experiences. Like I posted about this on Instagram, how I just kind of up and went to Korea by myself um, in 2016. And then even just this year, I went to Canada on a whim. Like it was like a Thursday. And I was like, I want to go to Canada on Saturday. And like, um, and I've noticed also a pattern uh, in myself where it's like, okay, I'm feeling down. There's like a lull. I'm feeling bored. I'm feeling understimulated. And then now I have to like, do something. I got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so when you travel and you go to these places and you get that dopamine rush and you're like seeing all these sights and sounds, when you come home, what does it feel like? Um, it feels, it feels very blah. I don't know a better word. <laughs> no, it's blah. Like because one of the things that I like about, you know, living abroad or traveling is that it makes mundane things like going to the grocery store or just doing anything yeah. that's just routine and monotonous a lot more exciting because it's a different culture and maybe it's a different language. So then you come back home and everything's so easy. It's like. That's a great no. point. That's a great point. <laughs> Cause literally all I do, I'm not a sightseer by any means. Mm-hmm. Like all I do when I go places is shop and eat. And it's like, yeah. I shop and eat here, but shopping exactly. and eating in like, South Korea just feels different. Not that it's like, ooh, this is so like exotic. And I'm doing right. air quotes around exotic. It's just that like it's different. And it's like just a change in scenery just does it, I don't know. It like zaps my brain where I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is new. <laughs> exactly. The novelty of it all is the thing I yeah. I think maybe it's what we maybe it's the same for both of us. It's because we could probably get decent food from other countries, you know, where we live, but there's nothing like eating the same thing in another place, even if it's not as good. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Even if it's not as good, that's still more exciting than doing it at home. Exactly. And like, okay. So when I went to South Korea, it's a very homogenous place. So I was, Mm -hmm. I found a bunch of black people because I made it a point to like create a community before I got there and everything like that. But just walking around, I'd be like the only black person I, I would see all day and stuff like that. Um, and I thought I would mind it, but there was also something kind of peaceful about not, I don't know how to explain this. Like I would walk around, of course I don't speak Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like, like, the chaos of living in America, hearing all these sounds, hearing all these ads, hearing all these voices. I was like, okay, I don't really 100% know. They could be talking about me. They could not be talking about me, but it was like super peaceful. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Do you ever feel that way when you're like traveling about? Is it like, okay, I don't, I don't know really what's being said about me. I don't hear all the, the same noises or the same, like, I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. You are. It kind of yeah. almost sounds like it's like a type of mindfulness. It's like you can't actually focus on anything because you don't understand what's happening. So you just have exactly. to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. I'm the opposite, though. <laughs> oh, tell me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm like, maybe because it's like uh, like a hypervigilance thing, but it's more like I... I'm very aware of my surroundings when I am traveling and Mm. if people are staring 
Um, well, before I'm a lot better now, but before people were staring, I would feel self-conscious or like, are you talking to me? Are you saying things? Uh, I think it's just because of my own, maybe my own issues, but (laughs) no, that's, that's smart. No, it's smart to be aware. Like, (laughs) because I was on the other end where I was like, I'm not paying no attention to nothing. (laughs) Then when I would see a black person, I'd be like, Hey, (laughs) right. Yeah. And so I guess. That's something about traveling abroad is how do you find those pockets of people who look like you? Because it's always nice to be like, oh, my gosh, a fellow black traveler. It's and it's 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 so crazy because or it's wild because. It's what I like about the travel aspect and meeting other people abroad, especially black women abroad, it's like. We already cut through, I don't know, steps one, two, three, four, five of like the social rules. We're usually, we know we have the same interests because we're in the same country. We're yeah. alone maybe or looking for a connection. So it's like, there's none of that awkward, like, oh, you're, you're being too clingy. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. being too this. Like, why are you asking for my number so soon? It's like, no, you're there for a common goal. You maybe want to explore together. And so it's just a lot easier as well. Mm. It's just that's just been my experience it's just that's why always every time we see like a black woman especially i'm like hey hi yeah let's be friends you would go to dinner you want to have breakfast (laughs) i love that you're so right (laughs) it is much easier to like connect and make those friendships and those bonds quickly because it's like but clearly like we're not from here so let's like yeah Let's expedite this connection. So exactly. Have, like, and if I never see you again, if I'm awkward, it's, that's fine because, you know, we're probably right. probably being more ourselves anyways because we are traveling. Hmm. Yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so you were saying how you put together travel groups. Um, so is it those experiences of kind of like, I see you, Black woman, you know, that inspired you to put this together. Yes. And it's it's so funny because uh, I've been living abroad for a while and I've lived mm-hmm. in like three, four different countries now. And this is the first time that I've actually found a community of Black women and it's completely changed the experience. Yeah, completely. I don't know what it is. It's just a whole other world. It's so comfortable. We could just be ourselves. Certain things you don't have to explain. In other spaces, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different. Um, True. And so, <laughs> right? It's a you. Yeah. You understand. Um, and so, one of the things that ended up happening for me in Colombia, and I live in Medellin, is that I just by chance ended up um, meeting a friend. I'm actually at her house right now. She like oh nice lighting. I, I really <laughs> want to show you the view. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Let me get focused. <laughs> I'm gonna see the view after this. <laughs> right, right. I'll show you the view after. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but I met her, another black woman, by chance. I was mm. looking up things on Airbnb literally like 12 hours before I had to move out. Uh, oh. A listing had just popped up. And uh, apparently the person's room that I moved into was there for seven years. And I moved in the day after. Wow. And as soon as I moved into the shared house, it's like, I see this other black woman and we like look at each other. It's like, we'll probably be friends. We yeah. Ended up connecting. And she's been like one of the biggest blessings that I've had here. She's just Aww. amazing. And because of her, I was actually able to connect with other black women um, in the city. And I was like, 
this experience in Medellin has completely changed just because of a chance encounter. Mm. If that weird thing with like the person moving out didn't happen and like ABC, it's like, what would it be like now? Like, what would my experience be? So I was like, why not make actual intentional ways <laughs> for us to like come yeah. together and meet each other? People who like to travel, people who like to, um, who want to make friends and it's harder for them to make friends as an adult. Um, it's just a lot easier to do, in my opinion, when you're traveling. So that's kind of yeah. like where the, it started from was just we need to make these connections um, and be intentional about it. Yeah. And you can really make lifelong friends through traveling because, like, mm -hmm. the girls that I met at, like, the hostel I stayed at, I'm still in contact with them, like, all these years later, even though I have not gone back, <laughs> like, you know, and I would, like, because I had the time of my life. But, yeah, I think that that's a great thing what you're doing, like, the intentional community building um, in order to build memories together and also help each other out because it's lonely. Like, I, I know I mentioned that, like, I'd go the whole day sometimes, like, during my trip without seeing another Black person. Mm -hmm. And, like, by day, my trip was always improved when I connected with other people it's like mm -hmm. okay this is like it's chill because I I don't know what anyone's saying about me <laughs> but then going through it and experiencing that with another person who who also gets it it's just a whole different thing so exactly because yeah. I'm sure they were like oh do you feel like a main character because they're really staring at you or do you feel uncomfortable like what's that been like have they touched your hair and it's yes. just a oh my god yes that's <laughs> an exact conversation <laughs> that's an exact conversation I had when I when I did meet up with a friend I was like I was like yeah you know I kind of like I kind of love this it's, it's kind of <laughs> chill and she's like you love it <laughs> we <were> like, <laughs> And we had that exact same conversation where she was talking about people staring and touching her hair and like, and that did happen to me eventually. Mm. Like I got like, I had Marley twist and my hair got like yanked. Oh like, my. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So have you had those? I mean, I'm sure you had those experiences, but what was like one experience that stands out to you that you're like, okay, whoa, <laughs> this is like black girl exclusive. Uh, um, you know, living in, living in South America, you know, there's uh, colorism here, mm -hmm. racism, all that kind of thing. Uh, but for me, the thing that stood out the most, because the person, you could tell his intentions were pure, uh, mm -hmm. was when he told me to like improve the race. <gasps> and you know that's when you know you're supposed if you're a dark-skinned woman you're supposed to procreate with a lighter-skinned person so then your baby comes out lighter and then they wow. procreate and you basically just kind of like erase the blackness so you improve the race oh my god um, and he said it but just just like as if he was telling me like oh well you know you should go see this movie it was like it was just an innocent <laughs> suggestion no just yeah no it didn't seem like there was any malice behind it and I was just like yeah that's interesting it is <laughs> I didn't super ask either but like <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> yeah it is kind of nuts the the different like like how, oh gosh it's so hard to put into words because when i was over there 
there was ignorance that didn't feel as as like vile as it does over here like people would say things and I'm like that's racist but I right. can tell that you're not like I can tell you just don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> like what's an example okay um I was interviewing people because I had a blog and I asked someone who was hanging out with me and all my friends my friends that I just met there, like all the black people that I connected with and he was Korean. And I was like, so do you like black people? And he was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just right to my, we're walking to karaoke. And he was like, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you're with like a dozen black And just the lack of just, he had, did he just, he did, he had no idea, right? What did he just say? He was like, no, but it's it's like he thought that he shouldn't like black people. And so he was Uh just like, no, I don't. And like, but when I was leaving, he was like, stay here. And I was like, you don't even like black people. (laughs) And so, yeah, just things like that, like someone asking me if black women taste like chocolate syrup <laughs> like you just... <laughs> yeah i mean was this on tinder because you can find some interesting no, things like that no, on tinder because i was in a relationship like these are just okay. people like coming and talking to me <laughs> yeah and so yeah it was it was very interesting but i'm like the things that they were saying didn't cut like things that people have told me here, because I feel like here, you live here, you live alongside black people, you know the history here. And so it's like, you're like, I don't know, it's like you're cutting deeper. And also I'm speaking from the perspective of a person who's never lived abroad. And I'm sure it's a different experience when when you're living there, working there and all sorts of things. So I just wanna preface that and make sure people know, like I'm only speaking of a person who was there short term no but it's the same no whether it's a day or a year it's the same feeling though you know maybe it's happens more frequently when you live abroad but it's the same sentiment it's the same it can be taken in a good way it can be taken in a bad way it can make you reflect on things you know afterwards so I don't think your experience should be minimized because it was shorter but yeah we've definitely experienced the exact same type of just outrageous just outrageous <laughs> yeah I don't know how else to explain it just in, it's like innocent and reckless at the same time mm-hmm. how, it, how yeah. it lands I guess yeah so do you take the time out to correct and be like oh no and this is why or are you just like whatever <laughs> you know it's really it's I think it's really difficult because you have to choose your battles, I feel like, because then there's also yeah. this tropes of you are assertive, then you're angry. Mm-hmm. And so you have, to, I feel like for me, it's a fine line between what do I call out versus what I just go. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, especially like with the whole, like improve your race thing. It was, I was with an ex and it was his client and it was a tour. And so I didn't feel like it was appropriate for me to like lecture and bring down mm. the tour and say like how inappropriate that is. Because also I don't think that com- one conversation or a five minute conversation or one minute conversation would have changed anything. It just would have 
been awkward and I would have, I don't know, felt like I was putting a bad light or something on, you know, the my ex's job. And so I was mm. trying to, I guess, you know, keep up a, a great face, like, oh. Yeah. Bother me. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, yeah, there's a fine, there's a fine line. Um, so one thing that I like to do is kind of play around with people a little bit. And mm-hmm. I like to, when people ask me where I'm from, I like to say like, guess. And yeah. uh, they can never guess. I'll say, well, it's a, it's a country with, a, I mean, a lot of black people. And they're like, <laughs> Jamaica. No, but you're getting closer. And yeah. I'm, and like, I'm from the U.S. What do you mean black people in the US? <laughs> oh my gosh. I got and that at the too. Time, at the time, yeah. And at the time it was funny when I was doing this, the most Obama was president. So I'm like, Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah. Um, it is interesting because it's like they associate the US with like greatness, and then they associate greatness with whiteness. <laughs> Because in the group that I was with in Korea, there was, like, one white guy who was staying at the hostel. And then we would all, like, go out with him. Um, And then the rest of us were people of color. And so he would get, like, special treatment, preferential treatment, like, every single place we went. Like, it was almost like in the hierarchy, it was, like, white people were at the top. And I'm like, there's just as many white people here as us, like which is very little so like why are they getting like this special treatment Mm -hmm. um and then if you said that you were like black from the u.s it's like oh no you're from africa that's like i am african but like i am i am american Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so that was like an interesting thing to experience too yeah i mean how did you deal with that um i don't know i think i was like intoxicated a lot of this trip Anyway, yeah. <laughs> like you're not going to kill my vibe. No, no, no. It's not um, enough. So you think, in the world, right? <laughs> and I think when you're black, black woman, like you be, you get so used to like this kind of like treatment here, there. It's so it's not even a surprise. It's not even a shock. Yeah. Um, it's just like, okay, so this happens here too. Yeah. Did you, did you, some countries I've, I've gone to, I've been like solicited and I'm wondering if oh, that is sex. something that, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering if that yeah. is something that happened when, you know, you were in Korea. Oh yeah. I was at the club and some guy came up to me. And he just held my hand and I was like, hello. <laughs> and he was like, come home with me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's happened to you a few times. Yeah. And sometimes it's been, well, not, it's usually when it's happened, it's been a lot more direct. Like how much? <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, okay, uh, you can't afford me. And then Her. they are embarrassed <laughs> and they walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nuts. That's yeah. that, and they do it to us because because I was interviewing people like about all sorts of stuff, and they were the the thing that I heard over and over again was that like American women are promiscuous, and mm-hmm. black women 
are extra promiscuous. And that was like the stereotype. Um, and so that's why people feel so bold to come yeah. up and be like, yeah, how much? Or like, come mm-hmm. home with me. Because they have, like, Black people as a whole are hypersexualized, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I, I definitely felt that more abroad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So how does that make you feel? Uh, you know, I think before it used to piss me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be angry and it used to just really mm, just ruin my moment. Yeah. Now that I'm a lot more evolved. <laughs> and yeah. I think mature and, you know, done work and therapy and stuff like that. I feel like I, I can I can't take things like that personally because mm. it's not really about me. It's about the other person's perception of me and they don't know me. Um, and also I don't have any problem with people who are actual sex workers as well. And so Mm -hmm. I don't find it insulting, but it's usually just the approach that for me was the most insulting part. Yeah. Um, like say hello. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, before I used to be really just like upset. Now it's like, mm, oh, like, here we go again type of yeah. thing. Maybe like I might have a number of a friend that like actually does the work that maybe, yeah. but it's not me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's the assumption based off of nothing, but like your complexion. <laughs> yeah. It's like, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So I wanted to ask about, Cause we've talked a lot about like the racism and sexism that can kind of happen when you travel abroad, mm-hmm. but it's still like, it, it's hard to explain that it's still a good experience. Like it's still like, it's a, yeah. I think that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it still helps with like, like I know for me, my mental health improves tenfold when I'm mm-hmm. in a different place, when I'm seeing new sights, sounds, and, and new things. And so it's like a complex thing where it's like, okay, my twists are being pulled. I'm being <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm being like, I'm told like, we don't like black people and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But I'm still like engaging in this new part of my brain. So I'm still like, enjoying myself (laughs) like do you know what I mean and and how does traveling kind of like despite all of that how does it improve your mental health if it does yeah I think I'm gonna piggyback off of what you just said it's despite other things that could happen usually that's a very small part of the trip very Mm -hmm. very small part usually I you will in my experience you will experience ignorance maybe a very small part of the time and so the rest of the time yeah. it's just like your brain can just go oh this new novelty new food, yeah new location new people and so for me um that's been the best part about improving my mental health when i travel is the the being able to explore things but especially on my terms because yeah. i didn't realize also uh when i was traveling a lot of the time that i was like depressed i had no idea it was just mm. life and you just you know keep on going and you just figure stuff out right maybe yeah. that's the problem solving part of adhd that <laughs> was yeah. very helpful it's just <laughs> just figure it out right and so mm-hmm. uh for me the doing it on my terms and being okay with like getting out of bed at 
12 noon to go do something and still having amazing time. Even if I have just a few hours of daylight, it was better to do that there, like in Germany, than to do that in the U.S. What a vibe. (laughs) What a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I'd rather be depressed over there than depressed over here. Exactly. Yeah. No, I get that. And then, so when I spoke about travel in my Instagram stories, mm-hmm. something that came up and then I had asked you for like advice is affordable travel because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone deserves to travel um, at least once so that because experiencing another culture, another place, it does kind of change your perspective on the world mm-hmm. and everything like that. So what are some like, affordable ways that you've been able to travel that could kind of like open that door up for other people? So one way that was affordable was uh, hostels. (laughs) Yeah. Hostels, hostels, hostels. I mean, that's basically the way that I've been able to travel the most or backpack the most um, was just doing hostels. And I know some people might have reservations about hostels because you don't want to be in a room with strangers, um, which is totally understandable. Um, But a hotel will cost $100, but a hostel could cost $8 or $5 or $10. Exactly. And (laughs) now you have 10 days that you can stay somewhere instead of one. And so... um, have private rooms because I stayed in a private room in a hostel. Yeah, private rooms too. If you want to, I'm um, spending a little bit more money. See, for me, still, I'm cheap. Private <laughs> rooms are still more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the room that I stayed in because I was only there for like two weeks, so it was twenty dollars a day, mm-hmm. which is like that's amazing. Yeah, it's like better than. And that place is also closed down now because I went to oh, look no. and I was like, damn. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the hostels are great too because you meet people also. Exactly. You mm-hmm. meet people and it's kind of like before, it's like it's it's kind of like, you know, when you go to a meetup in a city, everything you show up there by yourself, but everybody knows that they're there to meet people and so yeah. It's less awkward. It's the same with the the hostel. It's everybody's going to meet each other. So I've literally arrived at a hostel and 10 minutes later, they're like, "Hey, we're about to go out. It's 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Do you want to come with us?" You could just never do that at home. <laughs> it's, True. People would just go like, what are you? I don't know. Stranger danger. What are mm-hmm. you doing? But in hostels, that's just the type of subculture that is there. And so you could just easily just find your, your people immediately. Oh, and yeah. then also decide to like not find them and just be on your own if you wanted to. It's just really up to you. Mm-hmm. And I loved like the communal, like in the mornings, we would all make breakfast together and they had like a common area. We'd be like sitting on the couch, yes. there was, like, a, a hostile dog and we're all just like, oh. Yes. <laughs> or even if like a TV show was premiering or like, uh, like people would watch, we would watch Game of Thrones, for example, and it would be this really nice just moment that it would just be harder to just do at home. Yeah, exactly. And I think that sense of camaraderie just made the trip all the more better because like I said I don't sightsee I just eat Mm -hmm. and shop and so like being able to like chill and sit and commune with people in like a low like I felt so accepted by everybody (laughs) yeah it was crazy I loved it 
So, and okay, you said hostel. No judging, I bet, too. Yeah, like, there was I'm no sure judging. nobody was like, oh, you just ate today? No, people don't care. Nope. They don't not care. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Ugh, this is making me want to go back. I'm like, I got to I gotta book a ticket. A you got it. Yeah, I got to book a flight. <laughs> yeah, book a flight. <laughs> but Back to Korea? Flight. Yeah, I want to mm-hmm. go to Korea and mm-hmm. Japan. Because I was supposed to go to Japan when I was in Korea, and then I got sick, and then I didn't go. Oh, no. And I'm like, dang, because it's like my dream locale. Oh, but, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you find cheap flights? Because for me, when I went to Korea, I think my flight was like $600. It was. I went during the cold season. Yeah. And I took like a cheap flight from Dallas to New mm-hmm. York. Um, it was like on spirit at the time, it was less than a hundred dollars. And then the mm-hmm. ticket flying out of New York was way cheaper than what I would have paid, um, if I flew out of Dallas. Mm-hmm. So how do you suggest like finding those kind of deals? So that's the first thing I would say what you just did. You have to be flexible or maybe flexible is not the word. You have to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, I need to go to Korea. So how can I go to the cheapest? And so you booked, I mean, people give spirit a hard time, but I like spirit. If you know yeah. how to pack, if you know how to get around <laughs> things, it's actually really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You jumped on a flight to go to New York and you went way cheaper. And that yeah. type of like determination or like, I don't know what the word is. Like, I don't know if it's stubborn or like, no, stubborn. No, I think it's determined. Yeah, I know that helps. the word. I'm trying to think. The word's like on the tip of my tongue, but I don't know. You gotta get real. Like you gotta roll up your sleeves and. and yeah, <laughs> exactly. So if 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 it's gonna be cheaper to fly out of Houston, then you jump on a bus to from Dallas to Houston. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what, that's what you have to do. You have to be really proactive with it. And then yeah. another thing I would say is, if your heart isn't set on a particular place, but you just want to travel in general. Um, start with the destination first. That's cheapest. And I use, I use places, uh, apps like Skyscanner, mm. Google Flights, and basically just put in the city I want to travel out of, see what's cheaper, see the dates. You can select all dates or select a certain month. Yeah. And it shows you the cheapest. And sometimes you'll be surprised. We'll find some really, really cheap, cheap flights out of for Mexico or Europe or, mm. um, where else can be really cheap? Yeah, just, it, it depends. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good tip. I have, like, Hopper on my phone. I haven't used one. it, per se, but, like, I see the deals that pop up, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Hopper is a good one. Um, yeah. And when people get, I think when people get more experience with traveling, they could try Skip Lag, which mm. there's a lot of rules and things that you have to look out for, uh, but that's basically when they help you book a one-way ticket and then you get off during your layover um it's a little tricky but it can save you a lot of money you have to do your research with that one i'm not condoning it because (laughs) i'm just i'm just saying what you know i've heard people do okay i'm gonna look into it (laughs) i'm gonna do my research because i want to i want to travel all 2023 yes okay so in the final moments of the podcast i want to talk about cartoons i like ending (laughs) ending things with cartoons because that's what we're all about here um Mm -hmm. so what is your favorite cartoon of absolute all time (laughs) oh 
It has to be two answers. Because I feel like okay, it's like a, yeah, a, it's my childhood answer. cartoon and then my adult cartoon. Yeah. My childhood cartoon of all time, Powerpuff Girls. A. That's Absolutely love, <laughs> love, love. I'm obsessed. Now that I'm older, I can watch it and laugh even more and understand even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they be giving Mojo Jojo the business. Like they do. They do. And then some of like their the 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 monsters that were so scary. And then like mm-hmm. some of the like uh, what's her, for example, was like so progressive. Yeah. Is it she it's she or her? Him? So progressive. Is it him? I think it was him. <laughs> yeah. It's her. Yeah. Her. 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 <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Baby, that's stuck in my head. <laughs> Him, for example, that was so progressive, and like mm-hmm. now that I'm older, I can appreciate that kind of imagery and stuff. And I just, yeah, I really, in the fact that like it's so girly, we're made out of girly, wonderful things, and mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, no, it is super. Like, I feel like it's everything that I am because it's like super cutesy, but then they be kicking butt. <laughs> like, I'm like this this monkey's brain is exposed, and they it's- just keep punching it. Bubbles, especially. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get her riled up. She goes exactly. cute and sweet to... To punch in monkey brains. <laughs> punch in monkey brains. Yeah. And enjoying it, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love... And I love, like, Miss Bellum. She's a baddie. Mm-hmm. Um, the dad was even a baddie. I'm it's... like... I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay what yes. was the second one what was your second choice so i guess it's i don't know what's really the difference between cartoon and animation i'm not sure if i know between cartoon and anime mm-hmm. animation like oh, oh like, all the same mm-hmm. yes yeah, because i really love bojack Ooh, it's it's like my favorite show i've watched rewatched it five or six times. Oh, really? When, yes, it's, I love it. And I think because I love psychology yeah. too so much, that's why mm. that show resonates. And it's so deep and it's so and thoughtful, the way that they present characters and their problems and like character arts. And it's just such a really good, just a deep show um, yeah. that I'll probably start rewatching again really soon. I need to watch <laughs> it. Literally everyone tells me, you would love Bojack Horseman. Like it, it talks about mental health. It Mm -hmm. it tackles these things in like a unique way. And I think I started it, but I was like a little put off by the artwork. (laughs) Cause you know, I'd be liking cutesy things. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I'm willing to like continue watching for like a good story. Um, because I've watched some YouTubers break it down and I know that he like deals with addiction mm-hmm. and like kind of how his trauma kind of hurts the other people around him and things like that. And I feel like that's really important to kind of cover. So, you know, you're, you're inspiring. The fact that you've rewatched it so many times, I'm like, <laughs> I need to, I need to watch some Bojack Horseman. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if I'm the person to like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's like five or six times rewatching is a good or bad thing, but it definitely, <laughs> it definitely was nice background noise when I was doing school stuff. Yeah. 
yeah, I definitely, if you, if you enjoy mental health issues, if you like psychology, it's a really yeah. responsible way to show a lot of different just mental health challenges that a lot of people face. Yeah. Okay. I'm adding it to my list. You should. Every I guest think you'll is love give, it. giving me like a cartoon suggestion. I'm like, okay, I need to watch this. <laughs> yes. And it's like you go into the thought with a really just thinking it's going to be like hard or like kind of silly, like a family guy. But then you're like, Wait. yeah. <laughs> like this is deep. <laughs> it gets deep. And yeah. even some people, though, they've watched it and they've had really like visceral reactions to it. Oh, really? And they've really made them really reflect and think and stuff and so for some people it could be lighthearted but for some people it can be I don't know uh, it could spark something yeah okay hopefully it sparks something in me and it doesn't and I'm not (laughs) (laughs) okay so lastly I want to ask about your I want to circle back to your travel group Mm -hmm. that you started um where are y'all going next and then how do people like sign up? We are going to Cartagena, hey. Cartagena, Colombia. <laughs> it's actually a girl's trip. It's a Friendsgiving uh, themed. And so basically during the week of Friendsgiving, we're going to be learning about Afro-Colombian culture. We're going to be yeah. island hopping and partying and not eating turkey. We'll have a yeah. lot. Uh, we'll have a different, a different <laughs> meal but yeah the whole thing is like community and connections and culture and um yeah. that's where it, and you can sign up at my website yupshetravels.com and if yeah. you can't make it to the Cartagena one sign up for the newsletter because we'll be announcing other Columbia trips as well that will be mm-hmm. girls trips and so do you work with like um companies in Colombia to kind of like offer discounted stuff like how does that work so I'm technically like not a travel agent type thing and so I basically just like make connections with people I've been here for like seven years and so I've just kind of just been networking since I've been here and the people that I do um, reach out to they are all Mm Afro-Colombian and so um, we're able to use that community we're able to use um yeah, basically just like help amplify the stories, Afro-Colombian stories, because when you watch Narcos or you watch other stories like that, you don't understand that there is a huge, huge Afro-Colombian population here because mm. the media just doesn't represent it. And so the idea is to get people down here, especially Black folks down yeah. here so that they know like we are, we're here. This is a part of the diaspora that we should get to know. And uh, mm. those voices should be amplified too. Because Afro-Colombian culture has inspired so much of, has inspired so much of Colombian culture. Yeah. No, I love that. And I need to look that up. Um, I've never been to South America, <laughs> but I'd be down. You, like, you, you got you should you're down there. <laughs> you got to come, girl. You got to come. Yes. It's, and- it's Especially if you like, yeah. if you want to meet people and like, you know, absolutely dance and meeting, like mm-hmm. people around the world. Now I can't dance, but I like to like shimmy and pretend. 
that's all you got to do. And, you know, all you got to say is, yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm American. I don't know how to dance. Can you teach me? And then there's, yeah. people will be so patient. Aww. <laughs> He's like, I just have two left feet. People will be so oh. patient and they will teach you. And it's not embarrassing. And it's there. People can be so encouraging. I completely recommend it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm down. <laughs> I want to come on one of your girls' trips. So oh, you will be I would love to have you down there soon. <laughs> and it's crazy. You've been there for seven years. Um, yeah. That means that we met seven years ago. <laughs> we met maybe 2016, maybe? It was, it was a while ago. It's been a while. Yeah. It must have been 2017. And yeah, we were downtown. What is that place called? A little place. Trinity Groves. Trinity Groves. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just randomly met. <laughs> random. Yeah. Random. Just super random. But I feel like on your part, it was really intentional. Yeah. Which I love. It's, I love that you were like, we're going to you and Rachel, we're going to talk to somebody today. We were literally just sitting yeah. next to each other, not talking at all. And they're like, <laughs> hi. And yeah. me, I like, I intentionally um, moved into the apartments right in front of that area so I could yeah. be out of the house, but I never left the house. So that was Aww. just a random day. But I was like, let me actually go do something. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, and then, then so the fact that uh, you guys start talking to me that day, I was like, I need to go yeah. out more, and I need to also start talking <laughs> to people more. Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice, and it's weird because people don't really, like, usually when I'm approached by people, it's just, like, men. So mm -hmm. it's always nice when, like, women will approach and be like, hey, girl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then it's, so, it's so we weird that it's different that when it's travel. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Oh, I was just going to say, I think we hung out one more time after that. And then you were jet setting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. I, you, uh, we went out to, oh, but see, that's what I like. I like going out with you because the thing yeah. is, I have terrible social anxiety. Me too. Don't. You do. But yeah. see, the thing is, you're really good at like, pushing your boundaries and getting yeah. yourself out the comfort zone, which is really contagious. So oh yay. <laughs> one thing I remember about the the time we went out and I was with a friend that was um a friend was with us from out of town. Yeah. Was like you were like you said something like we're gonna dance with the cutest guy in here. So it was like some <laughs> challenge, some dare, something. It was something and me just being so like feeling so awkward and like Yeah. I was like what, we're gonna do what? <laughs> we're gonna and you're like, we're, basically it was like we're gonna walk around here like we're the cutest girls in here. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just follow, I'm, I'm scared. I'm just gonna follow your lead. And I was like, okay, we're gonna we're just gonna do it because why not? Yeah. And like, but did and after I was like, wow. But did I die? No. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so you, I love you definitely. Challenges. You definitely inspired. Like every time I hung out with you, you definitely yeah. inspired me afterwards to just be a lot more bold and push myself Ooh. out of my comfort zone and you know be more social. Yeah. And see, I feel like you inspire me because you you just up and went and you've been traveling <laughs> and you've been like, 
I know you've been doing like the medical tourism mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so I'm like, look at her go. Like she's just going and here I am. I'm still here. <laughs> so Listen. I'm ready to join you and, and travel around and explore. <laughs> the second you want to pick up the podcast and do it in Medellin or yeah. wherever, just let me know. <laughs> the second, the second you could do anything, you know, in a nomadic way, just let me know. Yeah, we'll put you in the right people. I mean, in Medellin here, we have such an amazing community of Black women as well. Yeah. Um, so there's this resource you can tap into. There's a community you can tap into. So. Okay, don't tempt me because I will I will come. <laughs> I, I mean I'm trying to not be sales pitchy, but I'm kind of like trying to yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm trying to convince you to just come. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, after this, yeah. <laughs> I will let you know. But okay, so we're winding down on the time. So mm-hmm. please tell everybody where they can find you again and mm-hmm. where they can like Watch all your travels and join your travel group. Yes. So basically it's Yup She Travels, Y-U-P She Travels on all social media, TikTok, Instagram, everything. And my website, yupshetravels.com has information on our next group trips and also medical tourism. That's something that I'm into right now as well. Um, That's a whole other that's like a different podcast, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for now, for like the women that want to connect and travel, uh, definitely hit me up on social media. Ask me any questions. Tell me that you came from the podcast and that you're a magical <laughs> girl. And yeah. I will uh, help you as much as I can. Hey, love it. <laughs> thank you so much for no, joining thank me you. and talking about this stuff with me because... I don't know. Like I said, I admire you and I'm I admire you. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. This entrepreneurial, amazing, <laughs> magical girl. Oh my I God. just, you're so dope. <laughs> girls hyping girls. I love Yes. You. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So goodbye to all the magical people listening and we'll see you on the interwebs. Bye.